0: Can you guys tell I'm nervous? No, not at all? Cool. Great. Um, so I'm Taylor Wilson. Jose, for some really weird reason, asked me to give the devotional. And I was like, Aaron has been up here, like, spitting facts, and so maybe he wants to come and give it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, when I was asked to do this, the guidance of, like, faith come up here and talk about faith. And I'm like, that's a really broad topic. And I can't talk about faith, Martin. So it's tough. Um, but the verse that kept coming to mind was Hebrews 11:6, And it says, With, and without faith it is impossible to please him being God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Um, And so I was just kind of thinking through like what the Lord wanted me to say and and what he needed you all to hear today. Um, I got really stuck in Hebrews, which is great because Hebrews 11 is a faith chapter and it's really inspiring, but there's just something in me that was like, that's not, that's not where I'm supposed to be today. And so in wrestling with this, we came to Genesis uh, where Jacob wrestles with with, with God or with a man who came down and. And Jacob identifies as God. Um, So, to give some background, we're going to be in Genesis 32, 22 through 31. So, if you have your Bible, grab that. Um, But giving you some background on what's going on here, Jacob is getting ready to meet his brother Esau. And if you haven't heard the story of Jacob and Esau, Jacob is not very nice to his older brother. He steals his birthright, steals his father's blessing, and then runs away because Esau is terrifying um and so Jacob has now been called called to go back home and he's traveling home with his family and he's getting ready to come across Esau and Jacob knows he needs forgiveness. He knows he's in the wrong and so before we can start with anything today this is where you have to get in your faith walk. You have to come to the point where you know you need forgiveness, where you realize that you are broken and in need of a savior, which is Jesus Christ. And so if you're not at that point today, I pray that you'll get there. Um, and if you are, that's, that's great. And hopefully the rest of this will make sense. So um, Genesis 32, 22 through 31. I'm a big believer in reading, reading the Bible, so we're going to read it. Um, it says, The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of Jabbok. He then took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had, and Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. And he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen, the, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. So the very first point, I'm a big point person. So the very first point that I have for you today is your faith has to be your own. We see this in... In verses 23 through 24, he took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled him with him till the breaking of day. Here's the thing. It's really easy to share somebody else's faith, but it's really hard to have to wrestle with your own. And, and one of the biggest things I learned when coming to college, even though it was in my own town, is my faith had to be my own. My wrestling with God had to be me and God in this wrestling. It could not be my parents and me wrestling with God it had to be me cuz i had to make my faith my own and so that's where i'm really challenging you here today seniors as we go out from here you don't get to come to chapel every wednesday and friday that's not it's not an option anymore you have to make your faith your own you have to decide that this is something you want to wrestle with and fight for so then we get to move on to to faith is not a painless process which if you've, if you've had faith for a while, hopefully you've figured this out, but you can see this in verse 25. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. And this, multiple things came to mind with this. Um, for many of you who have heard my testimony, like, pain is a great indicator of, of being brought closer to God and to having to wrestle with that, um, but... I think just the wrestling in and of itself is exhausting. Like that spiritual wrestling with God is not easy because you're having to exercise that faith. And, and as one of my kindergartners, because I got to student teach in kindergarten and I absolutely loved them. But one of my kindergartners, we were doing our warm-up laps and he comes over to me and he's like, Miss Wilson, I think I'm allergic to exercise. He's like, it really hurts my throat and, and my chest and my legs get really heavy. And he's like, yeah, I think it's really bad for me. And I'm like, no, that means it's working. That means like you're doing it right. And I think the same thing is when we're exercising our faith, it should make you uncomfortable because you are talking to this, this God of the universe. And if, if that relationship doesn't make you a little uncomfortable, I'm, I'm not sure you're, you're worshiping the right God because he is so awesome. But then another thing, that came to mind was growing pains. Because not only do we have to exercise our faith, we have to grow in it. And um, I don't know about you, but in high school, I did get a growth spurt, it was amazing. I was a 5'2", 100 pound freshman, and I was trying to play like a six foot person, and then by my junior year, I grew. And I was not quite six foot, but you know, I pretended. And let me tell you, my knees hurt. During that time, there are growing pains in your knees, and it's achy and painful but I get super excited when I feel it because I'm like, hey, mom, dad, I'm growing. I'm not going to be the shortest in the family. Still am, but I'm growing. <laughs> and so that's another thing that I just think of, like when you're growing in your faith, there should be growing pains. You should be uncomfortable. And this isn't only seen in the Old Testament. It's also seen in First Peter 1, 6 through 7. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, though it, is tested, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And this is what's so amazing, is the fact that these pains are not for nothing. Your growing pains are meant to glorify and honor God. And that's what makes it all worth it, is that this discomfort and this, this pain that you're going through isn't without purpose. There's, there's a bigger plan behind it first Peter then goes on in 4 12 through 12 through 13 saying beloved do not be surprised at the fiery trials when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you but rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suffering that you may also rejoice when and be glad when his glory is revealed so I don't know that just makes me so excited because I'm like it's coming God's glory is coming so then we move on to to my third point which is just because you wrestle with God does not mean you get to know the answers. And you see this in verse 29. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And he blessed him. This man is just referred to as the man in the Bible. You don't get to know his name. And sometimes when you're going through difficult times or, or even when you're just growing in your faith, you don't get to know all the answers. I mean, just ask Dr. Butner, try to explain the Holy Trinity to you. You find out that the more you get to know about God, the more you know you don't know what you know about God. Because the more you learn, the more you realize how finite we are in his infinite glory. And you also see this in Job 11.7. Can you discover the depths of God? Can you discover the limits of the Almighty? And the answer is no, but that's what's so amazing about it, is that the more you wrestle and and get to learn about God, the more you're like, wow, he is so good, and he is so great. And that's what's so amazing about our God. Four, finally, because, you know, we're running out of time. Wrestling with your faith will change your life. We see this in verses 28 and 31. Then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with man and have prevailed. And then we see the sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. And this is, this is the part that I want to challenge you on, because a lot of people will be like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like I prayed the prayer back then, and, and you can't tell a difference. And this is where I really want to challenge you guys is the fact that I don't. You don't need to change your name. You don't need to walk around with a limp anymore. But something in your life should change. There, there should be evidence of your faith, and we see this um, in James two seventeen. So faith by itself, if it does not have work, is dead. Now let me be very clear. Your works do not earn your faith. As we see in in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one can boast. Your works doesn't produce faith, but your faith should produce your works. The way that you live needs to directly reflect the faith that you claim to have. You also see this in Luke 6, 43 through 45. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from bramble bushes. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. And here's where a lot of people, you have the the idea of, are are people good or bad? I'm going to tell you right up, you are not good. And if you think you are, come talk to me. I know I'm not good. And I know that the only goodness that comes from me had to come through the Holy Spirit in me. And that is the goodness that comes out of your heart. It's not the goodness that you yourself create. It's the goodness that God uses you and uses you as a vessel to flow through. Because only God is good. And so that's, that's where I really want to challenge you all. is Are, you, are your works reflecting your faith? Are they reflecting your heart? Are they illuminating Christ and his work in your life? And and I said this was my final point, but then I have point five. So really, I just really tripped myself up here in my notes. Wrestling with God is not about winning. It's about submitting. And I realize in this passage, it looks like Jacob wins. It looks like he gets the blessing that he wanted and and he gets to right off into the sunset and whatever, and he beat God in a wrestling match. And I'm going to challenge you that that's wrong. Because God needed Jacob to submit. God needed Jacob to wrestle with him to get to this point. To get to the point where his will, where Jacob's will aligned with God. Not the other way around. And so you can kind of see how this submitting happens. If you, if you read through the life of Jacob, stealing his brother's birthright, stealing the blessing, running away from, from home, the work that he does, marrying Leah and then Rachel, and then having come back, like you can see the brokenness in Jacob's life. You can see him trying to figure it out for himself. And then you finally see when he wrestles with God, he's brought into alignment with God's will and purpose for his life. He is called Israel. Because he will be the, he will be the father of, of 12 sons who are going to be the tribes of Israel and who are going to be God's chosen people. He's finally brought in line with God's will. And so when you wrestle with your faith, you're not going to beat God. Trust me, I've tried. I've really tried to get my way with God. And it doesn't work. But being brought in line and realizing how much better his plan is for my life than my own plan for my life... One is really convicting. Two is a little sad because, you know, I had great, woo, I'm going to be amazing. And then God's like, yeah, I'm going to be amazing, and I'm going to use you to do it. So Job 22:21. submit to God, and you will have peace. Then things will go well for you. This is not a worldly eternal, this is not a worldly well. This is not like, you know, life on earth is going to be really great for you because the world is not great. But this is an eternal well. This is, this is the opportunity to be with Christ. And that relationship that we build and, and being able to glorify him for all of eternity. So, to close out, believers, wrestle with your faith. Align yourself with God's calling to your life. And allow the Holy Spirit to make you decidedly different from the world. And non-believers, I challenge you to stop chasing Stop chasing things that can't fill you. I think Aaron brought it up great when he was talking about being in ministry and and trying to find his identity and and trying all these different things to fill him until he finally realized that that's not what the world is for. That's what God is for and that God fills you. Make it your own. Make your faith your own and wrestle with God. Um, That's all I got. So we're going to... We're going we're gonna to pray, and yeah, all right, bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today, and we just want to praise and thank you so much for the, the ability to gather here today and to, to worship you. Um, I just thank you for the seniors that have come through here and for the way that they have brought glory to you, Lord, and I pray you'll be with them as they go from this place, that, Lord, they would continue to bring glory and honor to your name, that they would continue to wrestle with their faith, that they would make it their own, Lord. And that, above all, you, through their lives, will be glorified. And God, I pray for anybody here today who has not come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. I pray that you would continue to work in their lives, that the Spirit would stir their soul. And Lord, that you would bring them to yourself. God, help us get rid of our, get out of our own way. Help us follow you. We just praise and thank you. In your name, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: timing. It's on? Yeah. For sure. Um really want to thank Jose and thank Jace, Chris, everybody back there. I can't even see y'all, but it's all good. Just thank everybody. And I really just want us to not just leave this chapel as just a normal chapel. I really want you to reflect on your life. You feel me? Because Taya said a key word, Submit. Meaning that I've been wrestling with the belief of Jesus Christ. And even you growing up in church, you still got to, you still have to answer the question yourself. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? And if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, do you understand what you signed up for? Do you understand the mission? I know on our iPhones we have the uh, conditions and terms. We don't read that. We just check it. A lot of us as Christians, we just check the mark. We don't check the the conditions, the terms, what being a Christian is like. Do you understand what the gospel is? Do you? If you're a Christian, if you don't understand what the gospel is, how are you going to say you're a follower of Christ? Because that's the whole point. What's the gospel? The good what? The good what? News. Expose some of y'all. See, look at y'all. It's news, meaning, and what does news do? News is spread, right? Even false ones, CNN, Fox, whatever. But you got fake news, but you got you to gotta spread the true news, the good news. If you're a Christian and if you truly love your homies, your family, you'll spread that news to them. And if you don't, if you're not spreading the news, or do you really know what the news is good news is all about? Do you know what the gospel is? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life. The reason why I know I'm saved, the reason why I know I'm a believer in Christ is because what Taya said, I know I'm not good. Stop waiting on a perfect time period to give your life to Christ. There's never going to be a perfect time period. It's a perfect time. I gave my life to Christ when I was in the darkest time. If you guys, I said, somebody, somebody in here is heavy on your heart right now. You've been ducking Jesus, you've been ducking God, you see a Christian group on campus, you like, ah oh, nah, no, nah. No. Stop ducking. He's on your heart. It's heavy on your heart. I know it's somebody here. You can deny it all you want to. And life's life gonna happen. And if you ain't struggling in life, keep living. Like my grandma used to tell me. Keep living. Make a decision. You gonna be for Christ or you not? ain't no middle ground alright, and if you need anybody if you want to understand what the gospel is you got Taya, you got Jose you got my brothers around here we do a devotion every 7 a.m. if you want to really be about it and really understand what this is, ask submit stop waiting, we're all sinners I'm a sinner myself amen mind if I pray us out uh, Father God, I thank you Thank you for this, just getting us through this year, Lord. Uh, I've had ups and downs myself, Lord. I'm currently not even the best myself right now. I ain't going to lie. But, Lord, your grace and mercy, and I, 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 I thank you, Lord, for just who you are and what you've done. I thank you, Lord, that you're able to just still love me in the, in the pit of my sin, the pit of my darkness, in the pit of me uh, disobeying you. I thank you, Lord, that you're able to still use me. You've used Tons of people in the Bible that have been lived out-of-pocket lives, Lord, and I've lived out-of-pocket one myself, and I'm still a work in progress, Lord, but I thank you, Lord, that you're able to still work through me and spread the gospel around this campus, Lord, and I pray that whoever's wrestling with you right now, help them to just submit to you, Lord. Help them just realize that I can't do nothing without you, Lord. My life's nothing without you, Lord. My life is nothing. I've tried everything. Alcohol, weed, I've tried everything. You can't get better than Jesus Christ. Lord, and I pray that somebody, whoever's wrestling here right now, I pray for them to submit, Lord. Whether they came to chapel to hear one of us on the panel, whether they came to chapel to, I don't even know, just chill. But Lord, help them to just really leave this, leave different than they came in. I thank you again, Lord, for Jose's leadership, and I thank you, Lord, for Sterling College. And I pray that we continue to walk in you, and I pray that the school continue to be prosperous and spreading the gospel more and more and more as the years come. Thank you again, Lord, for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.